everyone. Thanks for coming. I'm Drew. This is Andrew. Howdy. This is Stoughton. Let's like let's be real. This is this is old reliable. Old reliable. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> We're not in your basement. <laughs> There's very, a real like wooden. It's very pod. strange. Yeah. Very strange. Very strange. Uh, so as you may or may not know, uh, we do a podcast together. It's called Birds All Day, and we talk about uh, your Toronto Blue Jays, uh, among many other things. Uh, you can subscribe to it, of course, on iTunes, uh, where it's called Birds All Day. And, you can do uh, all the shilling up front. We'll do the shilling up Very front. Nice. Let's just get it out of here. Because yeah. I, I, I have to provide a little bit of context. So we also are running a Patreon campaign. So <laughs> if you like what you hear and you want to help us out, you can uh, shoot us a couple bucks. We've got these different levels of uh, thresholds. What do you call them? Milestones? Goals? Yeah, any of that. If you do something, if you give us a significant amount of money, then we'll do something cool for you. Uh, sometime at one point or another <laughs> we'll do something cool it's important that <laughs> empty promises are cool right empty promises yeah. are cool uh, it just helps us out to, to uh, because you see uh, it was a little over a year ago uh, I did one of these and uh, not long after I got fired yeah so I really got to mind my P's and Q's up here this time alright <laughs> that's right yeah uh, but we do talk about your Toronto Blue Jays and we do it in a fresh and engaging way we make great use of social media on all platforms. Uh, I don't know. So we are, this is going to be a live podcast. So I'm going to need a big pop on like some of these jokes. All right. We got to really make it come through to the people who can't be here. Uh, so just humor me, basically. As Stoughton has been doing for years and years. <laughs> when I'm not interrupting you, yeah. Interrupting me is something that is long overdue. So we're going to do a thing uh, called fact or fiction. Or I'm going to pose questions, mostly rhetorical, to Stoughton. And I'm going to wait for him to stop talking, and then I'm going to offer my opinion, which is what I really want to do. <laughs> uh, your Toronto Blue Jays, they're having themselves a bit of a season. It, it, it is a season of baseball, yes. Well, if, we're at the point right now with the Toronto Blue Jays where every loss uh, is the end of the season, and every win is reason for parade planning. Yeah, it's, it's been a little bizarre. It's been a little bit of a roller coaster, this whole, this whole thing. But it's fun. Right? That's one word for it. Is it fun? Or is it torture? Remember the Giants used to have this thing where Giants baseball is torture. Blue Jays baseball is torture in its own right, uh, only because the highs are so high. Like, oh, look, they just put up like a seven against Joe Kelly. Uh, so they're going to win for sure. And then you have to sweat for the next six innings, which is no fun. So we're going to play fact or fiction where I'm going to ask a question and Andrew's going to tell me if he thinks, Stoughton, excuse me, he's going to tell me if he thinks it's uh, fact, fact or fiction. Uh, and of course... All of the knowledge that comes forth from this fount, uh, you can find at andrewstoughton.com. Uh, what you're did not you call me? A fount of knowledge. Oh, okay. Does that not hold true? Uh, no, that's good. That's everyone, good. before we get started. I've been called a greasy thug before, too. Uh, hipster. We get hipster a lot. You get hipster more yeah, than I do. Yeah, hipster mule. Bug-eyed hipster mule the other I'm day. I'm 36 years old. I am nobody's hipster. Let's be honest here. <laughs> You know what I had for dinner on the way here? I had two of those McDonald's. I haven't had a big uh, a Happy Meal in the last like many number of years. You get these little yogurt tube things. I had two of them stuffed in my fridge, and I grabbed them as I ran out of the door. <laughs> Show me your fucking hipster now. Come on. Anyway, fact or fiction? Number one, Andrew Stoughton. The rotation is a bigger issue than the bullpen. Fact or fiction? <laughs> oh. Uh, have, have they traded for John Neese yet? I haven't seen that. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think the rotation is a bigger issue than the bullpen. Especially because if you fix the rotation, uh, then you can send whatever pieces of the rotation that are no longer part of it into the bullpen and help the bullpen. 
Um, but you know what? If you go back, and I don't recommend this, if you go back and look through everything that I've written this season, uh, I think from week to week it changes. It's like, oh, they need an outfielder. Pitching's fine. They've got to do something about this outfield. And then it changes to the bullpen needs help. And then, you know, it's all over the place because that's the kind of ridiculous roller coaster it's been this year. Uh, but right now, for this moment, yeah, the rotation. I mean, I don't, th- I don't think that uh, the game one of the playoffs, having Marco Estrada go out there is really your best option. I don't know. He tends to throw a no-hitter almost every time he goes out. <laughs> uh, I think the answer is yes, the rotation is fact. The rotation is the bigger issue. Because the more you get from the rotation, the less you ask of the bullpen, which, by and large, has been pretty good. Reasonable people can agree to that, right? Reasonable people who haven't burned their goofy racquetball glasses in effigy. <laughs> Though I, I think the other side of that is that the bullpen is an easier fix. right? You can, even just one reasonable guy who you can count on sort of just moves everybody down a slot. That's the, that's the appeal of fixing a bullpen. And you can keep throwing the Bo Schultzes, Schultzes of the world against the wall hoping that he sticks, but It'd be nice to have one minor upgrade there, and then that issue, I think, is, is largely put to bed. You know he's, he's going to pitch this year. He's going to pitch this year. I don't, know this. Don't, you're, you're stepping on your don't skip ahead. <laughs> God damn it. But, but also to your, to your, uh, to your point about the, you know, the, the rotation helping the bullpen, that I think is why they, you know, a big reason why they looked so bad in April is because the bullpen had to pitch like six innings every night. Six innings every night. The rotation was such totally, totally, totally normal. Okay, we're going to get to the, this is the fan service part of the podcast, which is, this is, right? We're recording this live for a podcast. Hilarious. <laughs> Fact or fiction? At the end of the 2015 season, Josh Donaldson, in addition to breaking literally every heart in the Southern Ontario area, will have the single season highest wins above replacement for any Blue Jays third baseman in club history. I think that's fact. I feel that's fact. This is the part where you cheer. Yeah. There you <laughs> I thought the cheer would be more half-hearted, so good on you, actually. <laughs> uh, well, well, this yeah, is all ama- coming out in post, he's by amazing. the way. Uh, <laughs> he, no, he's, he's ridiculous. It's been, it's been terrific. He's been slumping a little bit lately. I don't know if anybody's slumping. noticed that. Slumping. Is Call that what you call slump. diving headlong into the goddamn stands, murdering our poor host here in cold blood? <laughs> I'm just happy that he didn't uh, you know, land on the disabled list. See what I did there? Uh, I, there are certain third basemen of, of the previous era that might not have survived so well a dive into in the stands like that. that other goof. He went flying into a literal concrete pit. It's hard to blame him. Well, the, it's easy the, to blame the him The Red now. Bull just like stretched his tendons so thin that... <laughs> It was just it was so tense and tight. It was bound to, bound to rupture all over the Congratulations, place. Congratulations, Andrew Stoughton. You got this question correct. Yeah. Well, you showed me some I showed you beforehand. Before uh, as of right there. now, this is, this is my phone. Uh, oh, can, I, yeah. can, you, can you see on Can you phone? see it on, on the podcast? Can you see it? Uh, as of right now, Josh Donaldson ranks sixth for Blue Jays third baseman seasons by Fangraphs wins above replacement. Which is ridiculous. And number one on that list is Jose Bautista in 2010, in which he wasn't really a third baseman. <laughs> so Donaldson has already put up more than three wins, and if he gets over five, he's basically got it in the bag. So I think what we can say, honestly... Well, is he's that, slumping, though. Don't help. <laughs> we, are, yeah, we, yeah. we are well on the way of seeing the best third base season in Blue Jays history, which I think 
is pretty great, and it's pretty obvious because Josh Donaldson is ridiculous. I, you know, Scott Rowland and Troy Gloss had some, had some fine years. Troy Gloss truly did have a fine year. The first year he was here in Toronto, what did he hit, like 39 home runs or whatever? It was terrific. Yeah, Troy Gloss. And then he just couldn't Great. give a single shit after that. <laughs> All right, Andrew Stoughton. Okay. Uh, fact or fiction, All Jose right. Reyes will finish this season with 500 plate appearances. Whoa. Uh, I mean, it's easy to call that fiction, I think, because, you know, you just bet on Jose Reyes always going to the disabled list. But he played like 143 games last year, like, which is way more than anybody who watched him would think. I think that's because he disappeared in the second half because his hamstrings kind of gave out on him and he was terrible. Uh, I'll still say it's fiction just because that's the, you know, the betting man in me wants to say that. But, it, you know, I'm, it's, it's a half-hearted fiction. I will say it's fact. Wow. See, there you because go. the return of Devin Travis, which is imminent tomorrow, which that, that counts as imminent, right? I think tomorrow counts as imminent. Yeah. <laughs> that frees up Ryan Goins to be the caddy, the Jose Reyes caddy. That might give him a day off, you know, the, the day game after the night game or to, you know, the day game after the night game on turf, whatever. Let's give Jose Reyes a bit of a, maybe let him DH a couple times. Uh, left field. You're supposed to pander up. Like, make them happy. Don't make them want to die. All right. Uh, I will say that that is fact. Fact. Uh, Jose Reyes, 500 plate appearances. I'll accept that. Uh, let's... We'll, we'll, we'll dovetail. I'm breaking the script here. This is going, we're going crazy. Devin Travis is a league average hitter between now and the end of the season. Fact or fiction? Excellent question. And... <laughs> I'll buy that. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take. I, I was looking at this today. You know, Travis had like a 50 weighted runs created plus in May. It was 16 days, so it doesn't really count. And it was also uh, 16 that, weighted runs created plus is bad because 100 is league average. Yeah, 50. 50 is what he 50. had, but it's below Ryan Goins, which obviously is the threshold for being unplayably terrible. <laughs> despite what some people will tell you, Goins doesn't play street ball. But uh, but other than that, he's not very useful. Uh, He's useful. And anyway, about Travis, uh, the, the stats in May where he was really scuffling came after he got hit in the collarbone, uh, which I think was on that hop in Cleveland. Uh, he was really good before that, way better than you, know, you could expect going forward. But league average going forward, I think, we can, I think we can be okay with that. I think that is a fact. I will agree, and I think that's the right answer because there's no stakes here. There's, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I say yes, and what happens? You were wrong. Yeah, well, baseball. <laughs> uh, we'll move on. Chris Colabello is a league average hitter between now and the end of the season. Fact or fiction? <laughs> yeah, I think that's fiction. I liked Chris Colabello. I liked the signing. You know, you looked at, you looked at what he had done with Minnesota, what he'd done in the, you know, in, in AAA. Before he got his thumb hurt last year, it was very good. I don't know about that guy, though, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the batting average on balls in play is a thing. I know everybody wants to believe that this is a thing, but I'm going to say no. But it'll, it'll be close. It'll be close. I think that it's a fiction. If anything, right now, Chris Colabello, is, anything he gives you from here on out is just like, it's free money. It's just money falling out of the sky. Right? You, you sign a guy for basically nothing. He stepped in, and he's done a job. Whether or not he's, that's a sustainable job, I don't care. I don't care if that's sustainable. I don't care if, well, what's he going to be like in 2016? What's it going to be like in another ballpark? Who cares? You need him to do something now, and he did it. Thank you, Chris Colabello. If your plate appearances start drying up and you start to kind of suck, these things happen. It's not like they don't. It's not like they're wanting for DH options at this point. <laughs> Isn't that the starting left fielder we're talking about right now? Okay. 
We're going to move on to he the... He didn't ask about Ezekiel Carrera. Ezekiel <laughs> Carrera. That's Zeke to you and me. Yeah, that is Zeke to us. Uh, now, he won't, a, he won't be league average for the rest of the year either. Is he league average now? That's I think, he, I think he's been very good. Here we go. Trade deadline is end of July, which is about just over a month away. Uh, true, fact or fiction, true or false? Let's, well, fact or fiction is... No, true fiction. or false is d- trademarked. We can't use that. We have oh, to yeah, use, yeah. Fact use fact or fiction. That's apparently. the shtick we're running with here. Yeah. We will not see a single hug during Hug Watch 2015. Wow, that's tough. I hope for Zub's sake, I hope so. He really, get, he really gets emotional. The last, the la- that Hug Watch was the worst of all Hug Watches. Yeah. Yeah. So, hug, I'm going to say this is, that's fact. We won't see a single hug at the 2015 trade deadline just because it's so easy to make a trade that's not during the middle of a game. Yeah, I think that seems fair. So I've, I have weaseled my way out of my own question. Oh, good, good. And also, the Jays need to do something before that. Pull the trigger, Alex. Come on. Get, this, get the John Neese for Matt Boyd and Gianna Navarro thing. Get, get that going. I thought you wanted to make the team better. <laughs> no? No. No? No, John Neese is fine. Uh, Fernando Rodriguez, there's a, some talk that maybe he isn't an attractive option for some teams because of his... Uh, appalling domestic violence record. Do you think that's a factor? I don't know. Show of hands. Is that a factor for you as a fan? Does it matter that Fernando Rodriguez is a scumbag? Because he's a fucking scumbag. Oh, Fran- Fran- <laughs> Francisco. 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 Yeah. Fran- Francisco Rodriguez. Does it matter to you? K-Rod that- to us. Yeah. K-Rod. Does it matter to you that he has a very spotty record as a human being? Or are you like, Man, it's been 20 fucking years. I don't care. <laughs> Satan himself comes out of that bullpen. I'm on my feet applauding Slipknot as they play loudly. So, <laughs> yes, I do not want K-Rod on my team. Hands up. Doesn't matter to me. It's only baseball. Hands up. Oh, we have some humans and some soulless ghouls in the house. That's good. My, yeah, my, my follow-up question, uh, how dare you? Yeah. I think that's the one I need to ask. So we're going to follow up the, tr- yeah. the Hug Watch question with fact or fiction. Daniel Norris finishes the season a Toronto Blue Jay. Oh, that's a good one. I'll go with, I'll go with fiction just to be fun. Yeah? I don't, uh, yeah, why not? Trade them. Get rid of them. You, got, they're good, you know, people sort of look at it in a vacuum as though like, oh, here's how, here's how the Jays' prospects match up with, with what this team could need for something that you know, we want to get out of them. Where It obviously doesn't work that way. You have to compete with bids that are coming from other teams. Other teams are offering things too. And so the idea that you could just be like, well, take Matt Boyd and some you know, low-A guys and, and piece together something that, that should work for you, that's fine in that vacuum, but then, you know, Boston comes along and is like, oh, we could use a starter too, and we're going to pretend we're not garbage, and, and we're going to keep trying to win. And, and, uh, and you know, it, the stakes get higher, and the, the need to push more chips in gets higher. And I think for the Blue Jays this year, uh, they, they really they have to make a deal. They have to go, they have to go out and do something. They can, you can't have the best offense in baseball and not do a damn thing to, to address your pitching. Like, they can't. They absolutely can't do that. So, you know, Dan Norris. And then sometimes. Take your, take your van elsewhere. I don't care. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, you got to trade prospects to get big leaguers. Oh, do That's you? Fine. Sometimes you get to trade Franklin Barreto, Sean Nolan, <laughs> Frank, <laughs> Kendall Graverman, and Brett Laurie, and you get Josh fucking Donaldson in return. Let's do that again. Hey, hey, hey. He, is, he is slumping, though. He's slumping. 
Okay, now, now this is like straight up crystal ball time. We've only got a few more As of these. As opposed to these other ones. The other ones are based other, in yeah. fact. Regression. <laughs> Can you regress? Chris Colabella's stats for me. Uh, Robert Allen Dickey hits the free agent market this winter. Fact or fiction? Man, that's a lot of innings, but that's, that's fact. That's fact. I think we can agree that's a fact, I right? Think that's a He's, fact. It's, it's, it's over. It's over. You can spend that $10 million. He's 12. Or I think it's 11 because you've got to buy him out. But yeah, I think it's fact. Doesn't make it okay. Well, you're going to have John Neese's contract on the books. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I mean, somebody needs to take those innings, but I think that, that yeah, I think they're going to think that that's, there's better ways to spend that $11 million than on Dickey. You tease this question. Okay. So this beer is empty. It's a good thing it didn't spill. You teased this before. Uh, John Farrell hits the free agent market this winter. I hope not. I just, just stay in that miserable shithole forever and ever. He, they, they did win the World Series, though. You, like, everyone remembers that, right? The yeah, Red Sox two years won ago. the World Series. Uh, <laughs> Oh, if you, if you whine and pander, thank you very much. Uh, I got to get drinking this. Alex Anthopoulos hits the free agent market this winter. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, probably. I don't know, but Beeston's gone. They're going to replace him. Do you guys remember the Dan Duquette thing? Like, somebody else is coming in. They're going to want their own guy. You're saying they're not going to win the World Series, in other words. I, I'm just betting. Oh, I'm just betting. Oh, that. yeah, so I'm yeah. Like, wow. Sorry. Uh, by the way, this, the, guys like that, Farrell and Anthopoulos, they don't hit the free agent market. They hit the unemployment line. <laughs> I think it's important to draw that distinction. Uh, You'll never get a job again. Richard is now the assistant GM with the Mets, but whatever. He's the one who's going to... He had to work his way he's up. He's the point s- man on the John Neese trade. Second last question. Fact or fiction? He pitches this year. Oh, he pitches this year. Oh, he pitches this year. Oh, yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, you know. (laughs) The last question from the fact or fiction part of this uh, very live, uh, very loose, Birds All Day podcast. The fact or fiction, your Toronto Blue Jays will be unlucky to miss the playoffs in 2015. Sure. Fact. That's true. That's not one of the choices. They will, yes, fact. They will be unlucky. To, they, does that mean they will miss the playoffs? <laughs> or just if they do miss the playoffs, it will be more due to luck? That's the question I just asked you. Yeah. Figure it out. They will be unlucky to if they miss the playoffs, it will be out of luck. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be because of luck. Because, as stated earlier... There's no way they can't trade for some pitching. They have to do that. So they will be a better pitching team by the end of the season. And so if they do miss the playoffs, it will be not because they're bad and because they're this team right now for the next three months or whatever, three and a half months. It will be because of luck, because they'll be better than they are now for the rest of the season. Because they're going to trade for somebody, right? They're going to fucking trade for somebody. Can I get a round of applause for Andrew Stone? They have to. Also, he's pitching. That, that, with your little tag at the end there, was the absolute correct answer to that question. I really think that the Blue Jays have enough talent to make the playoffs in 2015. The starting pitching 
their bullpen, not winning any awards, but the offense, if there was an award for the most badass motherfuckers out there, they would win that award. And that's all you need, because nobody can hit anymore. Nobody. Uh, which it's is a farce. Say, it's amazing. They're getting Devin, Tra- Devin Travis has been gone for six weeks. It's ridiculous. The double-A second baseman planned the parade. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that was it. Thank you very much. Now for the second segment, we're going to get Mr. Uh, Chanan Bong over here to, uh, to ask to <laughs> Okay, guys, it's time for some questions. Raise your hand if you got a good one. Okay, you, sir, with the bird on your hat. So the Reds GM calls Anthopolis and says he'll do Cueto for Sanchez. Do you make the trade? Do I, like, have to hang up before I start laughing, or do I wait <laughs> until after? I'd say yes. You'd, Flex, make, you'd make that trade. Flags fly forever. No, I don't make that trade, no. It's 8.35 how, how hurt before is the first flags fly forever. How hurt is Aaron Sanchez, I guess, is the question. Does it matter? What the diff- yeah. You don't uh, make I that would trade. Say, the uh, difference between Aaron Sanchez the rest of this season and Cueto the rest of this season is probably not as big as you're going to claim that it is, Drew. I will Mr. say. Mr. Veteran Lover. Uh, I am... <laughs> listen, you prospect hug. Listen, you can hug prospects all day long. I think that hard throwing right handed starting pitching like Aaron Sanchez tends to be the most overrated. Get people out. Period. And that's what I, Johnny Cueto, whether or not you're going to sign him to an extension, which you're not. Yeah, three months of him. That's, how you, that's what you get. Plan the parade. I don't care. He gets people out. Plan the the guys from American League East haven't seen him. He does all that goofy shit. He messes up with his timing. He's got the twist. He throws 100 different pitches. He started throwing that goofy Ephus pitch. All day. All day. Lo- I, lo- I love Cueto, but no, not for Sanchez. Uh, though you're right, staff ace Marco Estrada does need a bit of a compliment. And Cueto would look good next to him. Crafty, the crafty Blue Jays. So the answer is yes. The answer is no. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, question number two right here. Uh, besides maybe some of the obvious guys like Batista in right field, Martin behind the plate, what do you think the batting order is going to look like at the end of the year? For what does it look like right now? I, I mean, what it looks like right now, minus, you know, Colabello, because he's going to have regressed into nothing. And, uh, to nothing. He did nothing, yeah. That's right. That's what I'm going with. Into the ether. He's going <laughs> to disappear like Bing Bong in Inside Out. I'm a parent. Hi. Yeah, I don't know what that reference was at all. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's going to look very similar to what it is right now. I don't think they need to do a whole lot there. Uh, I, I, except for this John Neese trade that's going to happen. I don't think, think Navarro is going to go because there's not a lot of teams that are going to want a starting catcher uh, that are, that are going to give back the kind of value that, that you can get, you know, that could help the Blue Jays more than Navarro can. So, you know, who knows who's going to be DHing, but I, I don't know. I don't see it being very different. Do you? I think... I think when I say I think, it means well, Michael I hope. Saunders might be there somewhere. Well, that would you just sorry? I think that Michael Saunders is going to be a factor, but I don't know that he's an everyday player at the end of the year. Is Chris Colabell? Maybe you run, you're out there running running a platoon because I mean, we all we all love to point to Michael Saunders was like a two win player last year 
in a weird sample size that is like kind of atypical of his career because he's always hurt and hitting is hard. Canadian though, bro. He he lives in Denver. He's sold out. <laughs> uh, so that's I, just like like Jonah Carey. So in, in a way, <laughs> that's right. Uh, next pitch talk, August twentieth. Jonah Carey, pseudo Canadian. He lives he lives in a house of uh, Canadian lies. Uh, if anyway, if anything, what you get from Michael Saunders between here and the end of the year is like bonus. It's kind of like the, the the reverse Colabello. If you get Michael Saunders, who is like an above average outfielder, that's awesome. It's bonus that costs you Jay Happ, but what, we'll, that aside, I suppose that's called addition by subtraction, my friend. <laughs> I mi- I miss Jay everything Happ. else. I miss Jay Happster. I'm not. Gonna I think lie. that John Gibbons, in terms of the batting order, has found a decent spot for for Russ Martin. Just kind of, you know, you move him around where he fits. Yeah. Well, once Colabello disappears into nothing, then Martin will kind of move up name? a bit. <laughs> Bing Bong Colabello? Yeah, I don't get that. I'm running with it. I'm running with it. I don't get that at all. Go see Inside Out. It's fucking heartbreaking. Oh, my God. You'll cry. You'll feel terrible about yourself. It's terrific. He looks like Carl Pilkington. That's, that's, why, that's where I <laughs> go. Yeah. It's got a bit of a Pilkington thing. That's what you're playing to the crowd. You are a hipster. Oh, sorry. Next question. Next question. Here we go. Any off-the-wall, under-the-radar starting pitchers that Alex will find a trade for out of nowhere? Any guess? That's a good question, honestly. Because it's so easy to think about in the very uh, uh, kind of static, like there are buyers and there are sellers. There are very smart teams, and I think like Tampa Bay, maybe even like Texas, are the teams that don't bother with that. You can tra- if Texas can trade Giovanni Gallardo without making their team worse, I don't think they're going to hesitate in doing so. Chicago, I think, is another team that could kind of maybe fit into that equation where they've got so much talent and they are looking to make their team better and the value of you know, trading whatever Jason Hamill for the rest of the year and replacing him with something else that has more control associated with it, you might see that. So, there are, so there Jason might- Hamill for Drew Hutchison is what you're saying. <laughs> That's totally what I just said. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wish I could answer that for you. They're under the radar uh, so far so that I don't know their names. Yeah, I think that's the thing. But I think like a guy like Giovanni Gallardo, some of these guys that are free agents coming up, and you get, we have a few more weeks before you know get to the All-Star break. Right now, there's so many teams that are close. And it, you know, if it's a John Neese, where the Mets are, have to be realistic about their chances, they're below – they have like a 24% chance of making the playoffs or something that compared to 30% at the beginning of the year. Even the Nationals, right? The Nationals are a team that, that can make a trade, even if it's Ian Desmond, if it's Doug Fister. I don't think they're going to trade Jordan Zimmerman because he's their guy. But like, they can make a trade and still be good and make a run at the playoffs, but with an eye to the future of the franchise and like being good next year and the year after, that maybe if you are smart and savvy and are the first ones on the phone, maybe you get lucky and you end up with, Doug Fister in your lap for somebody who's a viable guy with control who's ready to step in, like a Aaron Sanchez or Dan Norris. I, I think it's, you know, this is kind of getting a bit crazy, but, you know, I think other teams probably have the same sort of thoughts that we will have here where, you know, you see fans and, and you can muse on, like, I don't know, how could you, could you make your team better? Could you trade R.A. Dickey to somebody who might have more interest in him than you and make your team better? Could you trade Mark Burley and... and, and eat some salary and do something better with that money, even though those guys are important to the rotation of the Blue Jays right now. You know, those are questions you can ask about this team that I'm sure every other city, every other fan base is asking those questions about their own pitchers and their own players. If you look out the door, you can see the line of people <laughs> waiting to try to get Ari Dickey yeah. on their team right now. <laughs> They're just queued right up. God you know love what? Him. God love him. He's had a good June. 
He pitched with a heavy heart. He did pitch with a heavy heart. There's nothing. No, Next just, question. Thank you. Yeah, let's is, stop. Is that. there another question? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the 2015 this season's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, <laughs> That's one word for it. Yeah. Uh, tons of ups and downs. I'm curious what you guys think of what the the window is on this team based on the players they have locked up on contract, especially out in offense, um, and the executives maybe on the way out, as you said. And does it make sense to maybe hug? those prospects a little bit like Norris and uh, Hoffman um, or uh, with an eye on the window or do you push your chips in the middle and say okay this is the year you go, you go for it you keep going for it you go for it and you keep going and you keep going and keep going after that I think is what you do I mean they didn't sign Russell Martin to a five-year deal because they wanted him to be you know a 36 year old catcher making 20 million dollars and that was going to be the center they signed him for now and for next year and for the year after that and even though Batista and Encarnacion their their options are up they're probably going to try to re-sign one or both of them uh you know even if they don't they still have Josh Donaldson here they still have Aaron Sanchez and Marcus Stroman and Roberto Osuna and Jeff Hoffman and all these young pitchers that are coming and they have the makings of Good teams for several years going forward, I think. I don't think that there's any question about that. Maybe not elite great teams, but enough, enough talent that you can work around and enough payroll room, enough budget room, that if you look at where they're at this year and where they're at in the coming years, there's a whole lot that they can do. And, you know, you hear a lot from fans who get really jaded and sour about it and are like, oh, you got to blow the whole thing up. you got to rework everything. I think that's crazy. I think there's so much here that even if it hasn't worked last year or the year before, might not work this year, there's still more than enough to keep trying and keep trying to be a win-now team. I don't think you have any choice but to be a win-now team, yeah. to be honest. Because, not, not because, I don't think that any of the front office people are acting in a way that's trying to save their job because you just don't run the team that way. I don't think that anybody can do that with a, with a you know, and sleep at night, that I'm going to run this team into the ground trying to save my own job. That's just not going to work. But I think it's really interesting if you, when you start listing players, you don't list any position players. So as Edwin Encarnacion maybe ages out and you say, Edwin, thank you so much. We paid you nothing for like insane production, but your body's really letting you down now. We want Jose Bautista, who could in his own way go down as the best player in franchise history in terms of just like counting stats and, and overall achievement in relative obscurity without anything to show for it, unfortunately. If, I, if it's me, I want Jose Bautista to retire a Blue Jay. Edwin Encarnacion, I'm more than willing to be like, damn, you, you're, you have some value because you don't make a lot of money and you're still pretty good, but I don't know how long that's going to continue. But because you start listing all these, play, all these pitchers that they've got, so what they're going to have to start to do is what they've done, to their credit, and turn those pitchers, use them as as like tokens to buy position players because there's going to be a big gap coming up when you are paying Jose Reyes $20 million a year to be your second baseman or your left fielder. Uh, <laughs> and and as, as Josh Johnson, God love him, and we all do, when he starts making huge setting records at arbitration levels, uh, all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, he's sneaking up on 30 years old now too, and he's a former catcher, and he dives headlong into the stands, which is awesome when you're 27, when you're 31, and you bust up all your shit and you're having to take a couple of days off and then a few months off, there's, there's a lot of work ahead to make the team competitive three years from now. So you do what's good to you, for your conscience, I think, but you have to try to win now because there is a bit of a gap, and that window isn't necessarily... The thing that Alex Anthopoulos, I remember talking about when he first came on, was having these kind of cycles, right, where one kind of 
class of minor leaguers graduates and the next guys are, are waiting behind. And the, all the DJ Davises and JD Davises and Anthony Alfords, still a little bit of a long way away. They're the farthest thing from a sure, from a sure bet. So the, that kind of gulf or gap in position player ability makes me think that you got to do it now and then figure out what happens after that. Though I will say... I think that's you know it's an organizational philosophy is to is that they they can find hitters better than they can find pitchers and I think that that's why they load up on pitchers in the draft and use them as tokens that way and think that you know there's going to be ways that they can continue to add the Josh Donaldsons of the world or probably never make a deal that good ever again obviously but uh, <laughs> but can continue to do something like that and to help fill in where that golf is because you're absolutely right the position player. Uh, status of the position players in the minor leagues is not. There's no one knocking at the door. All blue chip prospect pitchers, seven bing bong colabellos are on the diamond with, with Josh Donaldson <laughs> and Ross Martin. You heard it here first. Uh, is there another question? Uh, yeah, guys, we've got a time for a couple more questions. So if you got one, get your hand up. We're going to read one right now from Twitter. And it is at Island Soapbox wants to know Would you guys rather have to start the wave or read the comments? <laughs> <coughs> I am a prog- progressive man of the world in 2015. And you know what? Of all the things in the world, people doing the wave of the baseball game, it's fine. It's fine. Let them have some fun. Sure, they're not keeping score. Or even though all of us who are here like t- 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 tisking the people doing the wave are the, are the people who are on our phones literally the entire time. We're no better. I'm no better. I'm on my phone or I'm looking around for the beer guy. So I'm not like, oh, it's a tie game in the eighth inning. It's a, do the wave. Do the wave. Have fun. Who cares? I am, I'm better. I'm better than those people. <laughs> I've known you for uh, going on, I don't know, three or four years, four or five years now. Yeah. You're not better. I am. I am better than. I, I would say you're worse. I have seen those. You're, maybe you're thinking of Parks. I have seen those people. <laughs> no. He, he is worse in his own delightful way. The uh, new uh, editor yeah, of the uh, arts and culture section of the National Post. Yeah, Congratulations. Right. I watched a Mortar and McLobster the other day. Um, <laughs> no, I, I have a sickness. I have a sickness where I read the comments anyway. So, I, you know, I don't like having to read the comments because it's, it's horrible. It's a horrible garbage universe that nobody should ever tread into. But I now have a sickness, so, you know. I think it's important also <laughs> to remember the comments that... The people who are coming on up after us, Richard Griffin and Dave Perkins, who have like lifetimes in the game, who know more about the game than we could ever forget, to them, we're the comments. <laughs> That's true. Right? <laughs> and so we need to re- tread real lightly on like, you know, just the people who are in the comments, the commenters. Sure, there's a really high trash <laughs> ratio to like valuable human, but oftentimes you can learn something from the comments. Learn something, a typo, for example. If you want to find a typo, you go to the comments and they're going to point every single last sure. one of them out. Do we have time for one more? Uh, yeah, right here. Hi, guys. Um, long-time listener slash reader, so I just wanted to ask if, um, if True were to ask uh, Dustin Parks today if the Toronto Blue Jays 2015 were to make the playoffs, what do you think he would say? Uh, he would say no. <laughs> he would totally <laughs> say no, yeah. Uh, all of us, we're all guilty of... We're all slaves to the brand, unfortunately. And Parks' brand is the one of shitting on the Toronto Blue Jays. He, he's, he went to a game this year, though. He's not too cool anymore. Yeah, that's right. That's he went right. to watch John Carlos Stanton. He, but he did. He went full-on heel turn at one point. It was, uh, it, was, it, was quite, it was quite good. It was quite entertaining for people. He, I think he had a good time. Uh, I'm not inviting him to the parade, though. No, he can't come. He can't come. Uh, 
How many people in this room? Okay, well, I'm going to pander it up a bit more. This is going to be just terrific podcast listening. Do you, sitting here today, think the Blue Jays are going to make the playoffs? I didn't ask if you want them to make the playoffs. I do think that they have a really good chance. We'll, we'll wrap it up with this. The Blue Jays have a good chance because, number one, they're a good team. Nothing else matters beyond that, really. They have a good team that is comparable or better than all the other teams in the division, other than Tampa Bay, because God only knows what kind of fucking deal with the devil they made. <laughs> the, the, the people that they run out in that lineup every single day, I couldn't pick them. I talk about baseball basically for my job, and I don't know any one of those guys. And there they are in first place. It's like, hey, Chris Archer, guess what? Can't hit him. Not even once. God. It's, well... The devil wanted his brand back. They were poisoning his brand for a while. And then it's, called, it's, it's, it's a, a co-brand. They yeah. have a co-brand with the devil. Well, they did for a while, and then the devil took it back, but a condition was that they're going to be good, even though they're stupid and terrible. All right, and so good for them. But thank you, them. everyone. Thank you for, uh, for reading it. Let's give a big round of applause, guys. Thank you. Yeah.